0: will know the truth and the truth will set you free
1: do you believe in life after addiction you better believe it now the
0: host of life after addiction that's right welcome back we are coming off of easter weekend and man bruce it was a special week for us at S2L Recovery. Uh, we saw guys get baptized and give their life to the Lord, and we washed feet, and it was awkward, but it was beautiful, and man, it was just an awesome week. So my hope is that we can just continue this, man. The, the resurrection weekend was not—the power that comes from the resurrection weekend is not meant to be a one week in a year, man. We're supposed to Absolutely. live in that all year long, and so I'm fired up from it. God, man, just—he's oh, awesome. He's awesome. He is. So we're back here. So today what we want to talk about, uh, we want to talk just a little bit about chaos versus order. Order versus chaos. And Bruce, you're going to lead us in, man. Take it away.
1: Okay. So, I mean, just saying Resurrection Weekend and how that's meant uh, for us to carry that out through the year, I mean, that just points to order, right? God yeah. gave the Israelites a celebration uh holidays so that they would remember and that they would be at the same time every year and so so basically what i want to say is god is a god of order Mm. everything he's ever created was perfectly made in its perfect way and it's never changed we see the sun come up and the sun go down every day the earth rotates with the same timing it has for millions of years uh, or however they say how long Mm. the earth has been in existence but it's just God is not a God of chaos, and we look at the Bible and see how God took a nation, took a people, and separated them from other nations, and, and, and how he was able to promote himself as a different God than all the other gods was through order. He structured the, their lifestyle, they gave them laws, you know, the ordinances, these things were meant to promote peace and rest, and to separate them from the rest of the world. Uh, but not just for separation, but because it was what is best uh, for the people and God always tells us to do the things that He himself is, so that it um, it gives us uh, more joy and prosperity in our lives and so I wanted to start out with an example that is personal to me, and when I learned uh, I went to art school right so My bachelor's degree is in graphic design. And so I went four years in art school. And, you know, I was one of those guys that doodled when they were a kid and always drew. And and everybody said, oh, look how great that is. You should be an artist, you know. Uh, But what I found out in art school, the very first thing I found out is that art is not random. Mm. Okay. What makes the difference between good art and bad art? And it has to do with the structure of the art. So you've got everything from focal points to balance to uh, the rule of thirds, the you know the whole structure of how you create something so that it is more appealing than something that's just created in randomness. Now that's not to say that somebody can't in randomness create something that looks appealing, but if it does, there's something whether they did it by accident or whatever, there's something within what they created that adheres to this structure, and so. I just wanted to use that as an analogy and to point to how our life is the same way. In fact, here's how it gets distorted. I saw a car commercial the other day that said, we tried to use this rule of thirds, right? Which is called the golden rule. And everything in life is created off this thing. In fact, that's where we got it. It wasn't man that made it up. We saw it in nature Mm. and how God created everything and everything adheres to this rule of thirds. Uh, The car commercial said everything's more appealing in threes. So it shows three cars and... You know, somehow you're supposed to believe what they're saying, and but they got it all wrong. It's not about that. It's the rule of thirds. So let me give you an example. This is how it works. If you take a third of something, right, Mm. and then you take a third of that, all three of those things are not the same, right? Right. They're all different sizes because you've taken a third of something from the original and then you've taken a third of that third. So basically, they're all three different shapes and sizes. But using those things in in a certain way, which you call gestalt, which is another art word <laughs> it's it's not it's the sum of the things that all look different and used in a way that promotes in a composition all things together um, used in that way make it uh, appealing mm. and so art isn't random, neither are our lives random. God created everything perfectly for a reason, and the more we adhere to that, the more we're going to promote rest and peace and and uh, prosperity in our life. Now this isn't the prosperity gospel. What I'm simply saying is this is fact. In fact, you look at most scientists today will 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 tell you that they, whether they still adhere to the Big Bang theory or not, they will say, look, there had to be an, an intelligent being that created all this thing. And just an explosion in darkness couldn't have put everything in its perfect place in the way everything has been created. And so that just proves right there that God is a God of order. Of order, yeah. And that's what He expects from us in our life.
0: Yeah. So so there's. Well, two things. If this is the first time you're hearing the podcast, you've heard Bruce <laughs> mention two things, and you probably don't know the context. This is We are a Christ-centered podcast. We speak on things from a biblical worldview. And so he said, God and gods. And trust me, Bruce is talking about lowercase g, gods, and that they're fake, and there's only one true God. And then you heard him talk about millions of years. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about that. We haven't discussed it. I, I believe there's young earth, old earth. Uh, I believe Christians can believe in both. Uh, I believe that there's biblical ways of going around both, and I think you could shake hands and be in agreement. But when it comes to chaos and order, I think it'd be important to talk about. Okay, well, what what's the fruit of chaos? And 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 you know, there's there's people out there, and there's kind of a movement at times that chaos is sexy, right? I'm chaos and whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just that's ridiculous. That doesn't work anywhere. That brings about rebellion destruction. is cool. Yeah. So, so what's some fruits of chaos? And I'll say anxiety is one, uh, generally. Um, I'd say depression is one. Fear. Fear is one. In fact, you know, there's a, I was reading a study the other day um, about um, a messy house, right? Or a messy office or something that just has a lot of clutter, which you would also, you know, categorize as chaos. It, so a messy house will bring about uh, depression. Uh, and so, man, all of these things are fruits of chaos. And Bruce just beautifully described: you no, know, God's a God of order. There's so much scripture about uh, order, but also peace, which is the opposite of chaos. There's no peace inside of a chaotic situation. And so, man, we we come from a place of um, addiction recovery. Uh, we Bruce and I lead a, a christ centered addiction recovery facility s2 o recovery, like we talked about at the beginning with Easter and man, most of the guys lives that come to us are in chaos
1: absolutely yeah, and so what is the what does uh, order promote? What is the results of order? Well, order promotes peace, rest you know and and uh, structure. Which, when you start thinking about expectations, and the Bible is very clear on how we set our minds on things. And what we set our minds on things are a perspective of order, not chaos. And the whole point of this and this entire podcast series that we do is, and the reason it's called Life After Addiction, is we're trying to help guys once they leave rehab. And they're going to go out and live their lives. What is, are some things that are going to help them to endure? What is it that is going to create an atmosphere of longevity in this life that God's calling us to? And we say to the guys who come into our program all the time, "Look, we're not going to specifically attack addiction and why you're doing it and how to stop. We're going to promote God and His expectations of how we live our life, and in doing so, those things are taken care of. Yeah. And so what? Just let's take S2L for instance. We have a curriculum every day. We have a schedule every day. The guys that wake up in our program know exactly what's going to happen on that specific day, whatever that day is, because it's all been structured. They're to get up, they're to make their beds, they're to, to do their chores, you know, to, to eat breakfast, do a devotional, go to class. All these things are in, uh, created for peace and for rest and so that a person's expectation isn't in fear and anxiety. They know what is happening. They know what to expect. Yeah. Um, in fact, just making your bed uh, is is an important thing. And so what we're trying to do in this episode is to tell guys, hey, when you're out there and no one's watching anymore, you know, what is it that you're doing? And you, nobody's making you do this, but if you do these things they will continue to help you prosper and endure in the life that God's asking you to live. And it's not just for people recovering addiction. It's for everybody. God says this to everyone. Here's a book by uh, a man named Admiral William H. McRaven. I think I spelled his name, pronounced his last name right. It's called Make Your Bed. And just I'm going to read the excerpt from the back of the book here. It says, if you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day it will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do another task and another by the end of the day that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed making your bed will also reinforce the fact that little things in life matter if you can't do the little things right you'll never do the big things right yeah and so it's just tar- starting with something simple there's a there's a a neighbor in my in my neighborhood down the street and in their front yard there's this big sign, because I live out in the country and people do stuff like this, and on the sign, it says, you want to change the world? Start with your family. Mm. And man, that just so says it right there, I think, is that, man, we're so involved with things of grandeur and our expectations are so far out in front of us that we don't pay attention to the little things that we should be doing on a day-to-day basis to get there. Uh, And man it's those things that promote peace uh not chaos and and disorder which causes anxiety and fear is that man just a little thing like hey i made my bed this morning the room looks clean yeah i'm leaving it and i'm going to go do the next thing it's it's these it's it's not just something that we're making up here god has already set it in motion right. that these things work for our behalf and so that's what we're really trying to to get to here
0: yeah and i think just like to be clear, what we're not saying is that you have to be compulsive, obsessive compulsive about something. And we're not saying that. And we're also not saying that, hey, guys, we're prescribing you to do this, do these things, make your bed, have this order in your life, and then you can get close and have the peace of God and all that. No, we're we're, we're actually saying that God's already spoken. The peace that we're talking about is of God, the 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 having order, having rest, having not having the anxiety or depression, that comes from God. And what we're pointing out is His Word yeah. describes and yeah. prescribes us to be a, a people, men and women of order and not chaos. Yeah, and speaking of His
1: Word, I just want to read a piece of scripture here. Uh, this is Psalm 119, uh, verse 133. It says, Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Now, for our audience out there, iniquity means uh, sin. And so what he's saying here in this psalm is he's praying to God that God would set his steps in a way of order for the day Mm. so that sin would not have dominion over him. Man, that is such a a powerful statement, isn't it? That I could do things in an orderly way, and in doing so, I'm actually keeping... Uh, sin from taking me over and doing something that's going to hurt me.
0: Yeah. And, and so also scripture, as we as we described, that the fruit of chaos is anxiety, stress, pressure, uh, heaviness. And we see that God tells us, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. So there's a prescription there of coming to me, right? Lay down what you're doing, come to me. And I just think all all along when God, you can read, we were discussing this before the podcast, but there's so much discussion of having peace, having an orderly home, uh, and these kind of things. And it's, it's the same as God telling us, hey, don't murder, don't steal, because He knows He created us in the way that we are supposed to live that will bring Him the most glory and us the most joy, bringing God the most glory and us the most joy, is doing the things that God's called us to do, right, and so just the the same as a commandment of not to do something is the commandment of, Hey, you know, have an orderly life, don't live in chaos because it ends badly absolutely and so let's let's put this
1: into action adam let's do it let 's give some examples for let's just say a guy who's starting his life over, you know he lived his life a certain way, and you know I always say it's harder for older guys than it is for younger guys, but some people can argue that too but Uh, Because you just get so accustomed. We get conditioned right, to doing things a certain way, and then we have to look at it and say, how can I do this differently? And that's basically what we're saying here. And so what could a person's life look like uh, in this order and how it could go about some tangible things that a guy could do every day? Uh, to
0: create this peace and rest. Absolutely. Well, I I think the book, Make Your Bed, uh, that's actually, I had uh, the staff read the first chapter of that book. Um, He describes, and I'd recommend a very easy, short read, and it kind of just makes sense. But what you have control of in most scenarios is your bed, right? Whether you're in jail, whether you're in a barracks, whether you're wherever. Um, Even if you're homeless, your area and I'll tell you that for me, and I can give you another example later on. But for me, that stuck with me. And so I began doing that. Uh, and it's just no matter what's going on or if I'm walking by, I'm on a heavy phone call. You don't even I don't even consciously notice really that my bed is made. and It's neat. But there is something in me that as I walk by that area, no matter what's going on, it's like, OK, that's that's order. And that's that, as opposed to just being messy and, you know, it just you're. I don't know. It's hard to describe, and 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 we're not saying that the power come, the peace comes from the bed being made, but yeah. we're saying that this is a principle of God, and I'm, it, and it works itself out that way. Yeah. So, and I
1: would say, you know, just with my own testimony, man, when when God changed my life and I had to learn how to live a different life, I was 47 years old. I convinced myself that I was an infant, and that I needed to learn how to live again. And so I was open to any suggestion that God gave me. I wasn't going to question it. But that didn't necessarily tell me how every minute of my day was going to be, right? right? And so, some of the things that that I did that might be helpful to people is I created order within my day. And so, I would go to work, but when I would get up in the morning, I would read my Bible, I would pray to God, I would eat my breakfast, then I would go to work. When I'd come home from work, I'd have dinner dinner. Or sometimes before dinner, I would always include a workout, like a physical yeah. workout. So I had bought myself a cheap weight set from from uh, a, a you know a, a, an online you know garage sale thing. Yeah, and I basically would take an hour out of my day or a little more and just work out. Right. So knowing that that was in place, knowing that the Bible study was in place, knowing that these things, you know, that's how my day looked. And and so I was just you know, on Wednesday nights I went to church. On Sundays, I went to church. I these things, you know, I, I created the spaces within my day to say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I'm yeah. gonna do, this is what I'm gonna do. I'll just take a quote from Dave Ramsey, you know, he says, and your finances, right? He says, You tell your dollar what to do, don't let your dollar tell you what to do. Sure. And in the same way, you would do that with your day. You tell your day what to do, don't let the day tell you what to do. And so creating this structure, creating this. Repetition of things that you know. Okay, you know this is what my day is going to look like. This is what I can expect. Whether you believe it or not, subconsciously, what you are doing is you are structuring your day, which is actually getting rid of anxiety. Yeah. Uh, another thing I could say to that would be, uh, you know, boundaries. We're going to talk a little bit more about this in a, another episode about passivity. But when when you create boundaries, like so, in in scripture. There's a, another piece of scripture, I think Paul says it in Corinthians, where where the spirit is, there's liberty, right? And that may sound contradictory to uh, the orders, the laws of God that we adhere to, but what he's saying in there is that when you create boundaries, meaning, okay, here is where I'll go and no further, then within that boundary, you have liberty, right? Yeah. And there's no fear uh, because you've set a boundary to say, okay, this is where I'll operate within, and this is going to be uh, helpful for me, and it's going to create security for me, and it's going to remove fear because I'm, I've already set in place that everything that happens within these boundaries is going to be good for me.
0: Yeah, that, that's that, that's a great point. And now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I think the classic, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, but Um, I don't think on the podcast, but I think the the classic misunderstanding is what freedom is, right? I think people in their mind don't like boundaries, don't like restrictions. And so in their mind, they're already going to a place of chaos because they're saying freedom to me is I could do what I want, when I want, how I want, and have no uh, consequences. And that's freedom, right? But that's not freedom. That always ends badly, and you know it. True freedom is surrendering to the lordship of Christ and operating inside of what he says and you are free man and it is such a good feeling uh and man it's I, I could also could go i think it's a thing of trust right absolutely uh, you go to a place of trust and you have this peace and god's just called us to live a life of order not chaos
1: yeah and what i would say to that is and if your expectation is always to push the limit beyond your boundary, because that's you think that yeah. that's what's going to bring you excitement and yeah. adventure in your life, well, then you don't understand that what God is trying to promote is there's plenty of adventure and excitement within the boundaries of peace. Uh, there's freedom in that. But if your idea is that you won't be satisfied within that, then you're always going to long for the next thing. And it's going to promote chaos because it's going to be random. You're always, You're never going to be satisfied. And what God is saying, look, this world that I created for you, these boundaries that I created for you, there is plenty of freedom within here. There's plenty of adventure in here. And your expectation be set on that. And that's what you long for. And you will always be satisfied.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Amen. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not for destruction.
1: Yeah. That's Jeremiah 20, 11, So
0: yeah. Order versus chaos, guys. Start off with little things and, and, Uh, Just as we close it out, order for you could look different for me, right? Like Bruce described, man, order for my day was working out uh, and I've never lifted a weight in my life. (laughs) That's not true. But uh, like for me, an example for me is um, I really enjoy and it just makes my day go better and feel better if my yard looks good. Right. But someone that that, you're not a simple person if you don't give a rip what your yard looks like. right? Right. But for me, God's put that in me. And I know that if, man, if I'm being lazy or I'm not organizing my day well with timing and time management and making sure I'm a good father and husband and I get behind and one of the things that lacks is the yard then I know it starts to mess with me. So I've got to be intentional about being organized and orderly and making sure that I'm timing. And so just things like that. So awesome. Anything else? Well, that's it. All right, baby. Life after Addiction.